Hello, dear ones, and welcome to Subtle Medicine Radio, brought to you by Inner Spark. This is the resource for all things holistic healing, natural living, conscious relating, epic life changing, and spirituality, all steeped in earth-based wisdom. We're your hosts, Devin. And I'm Mike. And on today's show, episode six and part three of our chakra series, we'll dive into the heart and throat chakras. We'll discuss the implications and meaning of these two centers, how they correspond with physical areas in our bodies, some healing practices for them, and more. So let's get it. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. I'm so excited today. Yeah, pumped. <laughs> I love the heart chakra so much. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear why. I'm going to make you wait. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to count beats away, <laughs> make people listen to Are silence. Are you having fun with the chakra se- uh, series that we've been doing? I like... really am. And it's been getting a lot of feedback and a lot of engagement. And yeah, I guess real quick, I was going to do this today and we can do it now. You know, we're like now six episodes into this thing. And when we first started, I had been wanting to do this for so long and I had resistance around it because I was like, no one's going to listen. There's so many podcasts out there, all these stories, right? Right. Because I'm a human. Mm -hmm. I don't have all the answers. (laughs) I'm not, you know, all perfect and enlightened. I still have fears. And slowly it's been building and we've been watching the analytics and the downloads and the numbers just keep going up and up. And I'm getting such great engagement and questions through social media, people reaching out to me, people joining the group on Facebook. And so it means a lot. And I really just want to thank you listening right now because awesome yeah, i really absolutely. really appreciate it i wanted to throw something in there too about that you know we have a an international audience we have friends over in the uk and south africa and people all over the place listening to this and i think it's really great and we really love getting the engagement back so whether that's on instagram or facebook uh the facebook group is where the conversation is really happening so that's yeah. where people should go if they want to engage i guess totally the facebook group is like my little online home safe sanctuary. It's really turning into a really beautiful space and I have some amazing plans coming up for that this summer. Summer 18 is going to be awesome. And how do they find the Facebook group? Go on Facebook. Right. Step one. (laughs) Step one. Go on Facebook. (laughs) And it is called Transmuting to Nourish, Awaken, and Thrive. And I believe we've been popping the link in all of the show notes across all the platforms. I know for sure on iTunes and my beautiful partner handles all of the technical things. Right. So So that link should be in the show descriptions wherever you're getting your podcast. And that's another thing that there are so many podcast aggregates out there. And I'm sorry to get on a production and technical note. But if you are listening to this on, say, Spotify or Stitcher, and you comment there, we might not see it because I just... There's no way for us to track all the places that these podcasts get distributed through. So going to the Facebook group is the way to make sure that your comment is seen uh, by Devin. So that, you know, why that's so valuable. In a nutshell, we're everywhere online. So stalk us. Come play. Come ask questions. Come engage. I am like oozing with passion and excitement and it just keeps growing. So come get some of this love and this passion because I got plenty. And on that love note, let's move into the heart chakra right, so that was <laughs> the heart chakra this is in the chest area so rib case chest breasts arms hands this all is lungs all heart chakra territory and the first three chakras so root sacral 
and solar plexus, those deal primarily with our humanity. So our human, physical, more of these, these lower energies, lower thinking, kind of survival, reptilian brain, that type of thing. It's not bad, it's not good, it just is what it is. We have all parts. We're, we're spirit and human in one. So the lower three deal primarily with the humanness. The heart is our integration point, and this is where everything really begins and ends. It's where human meets spirit, where spirit meets human, and then we blend it all together to become this integrated whole that is our life experience. So spirit having a human experience and human body having a spiritual experience. The upper three chakras develop later in life, so adolescence into adulthood. Ideally, the lower three, it's like birth and, and young childhood. So back at the root chakra, I gave the analogy of a house. You cannot build a house on quicksand. It just won't, it won't work. A solid root, a solid foundation is absolutely necessary. So in keeping with this house analogy, we're building this, this healthy structure on top of a solid foundation. A beautiful, natural maturation process of a human soul is going to unfold and continue unfolding when our foundation is healthy and solid. I really cannot stress this enough. If we have unresolved issues in our lower chakras, physically or energetically, there will be physical or energetic issues with the higher ones. It's just that simple. So the heart is a miraculous creation. I mean, it really is. It's It just beats in this pure, sacred, primal rhythm for your entire life, and it never gives up until the very end. It just keeps going. It's always there. Physically, ailments with the heart, the lungs, the immune system, and the blood can signify an imbalanced heart chakra, as well as tension in the shoulders and the upper back and the chest. So have you ever noticed when you're feeling depressed or perhaps have experienced heartbreak, how your shoulders just naturally will curl towards your heart and you kind of have this like hunchback posture? I'm doing it now. You can probably hear my voice changes, my energy changes. This is a way of protecting and also closing off this physically and energetically vulnerable space. And it's also, it's, it's a stress-inducing posture. So it's kind of like a catch-22, right? So it's like the body means well. It means like, okay, I'm going to protect you. But then it, it's also like, well, in this protective posture, like I'm stressed out. This is not a power posture. This is like a, a stress posture. This is this is a, if I am in need of protection, that means that there is a threat, which goes back to anyone? Bueller? Hmm. Bueller? The root chakra. So you can see how these things all build on each other. If you are in this state of protection and fight or flight, there are unresolved issues down below that are yielding this response. And it shows in the unfolding process or lack thereof of the rest of your life and the rest of your chakras. The best way to heal anything? Love. Straight up. <laughs> and it has to start from within. Pure, unconditional love and acceptance of self is the way to heal all things. Additionally, greediness, jealousy, codependency, depression, lack of empathy, being antisocial and isolated may also suggest an imbalanced heart chakra. Some questions to ask yourself right now and just regularly. Do you love and accept yourself completely? Like unconditionally, completely as you are right now in this moment. Can you receive and give love easily? And are you experiencing any dis-ease in this area of your body? So some of those things that I mentioned earlier, some issues with heart, lungs, immune system, blood issues, or even just tension 
in the shoulders and upper back and chest. So some things to be aware of and to tune into for keeping your heart chakra nice and healthy and also staying in, in communication with it to understand what else could be happening in lower energy centers. And affirmations for this area. I talked a lot about affirmations in the part one of the chakra series and how I used to think they were so hokey and now I'm totally sold. So if you're like me, which you might be because you're listening to this show and you must, you know, right. <laughs> kindred spirits flock together. Uh, if you have not hopped on the affirmation train, I highly suggest it. And making them personal. So I'll always give suggestions. And if they don't resonate, tweaking some of the words. The key to a good affirmation is you have to, when you first say it, there has to be resistance. If you say it to yourself and you're like in the back of your head, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, I don't believe this. Then that's, that's the medicine that you need. So some suggestions for the heart chakra. I have the right to love and be loved. I act from love. I honor and love myself completely. There is an infinite supply of love. Some other healing practices that you can incorporate. Uh, volunteering. Giving of yourself for nothing in return simply because you are a human and we are here to support and guide and love other humans without the expectation of anything in return. Beautiful way to strengthen the heart. Doing breath work. I cannot say enough about breath work. There are breath work specific exercises. There's also kundalini yoga, which is really centered around breath and not so much traditional asana that we are used to with yoga in the West, like vinyasa. And it's truly changed my life and continues to do so. The power of breath is completely, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. <laughs> really clears through all kinds of shit. Trust me. Tapping at the heart center. So just like if you're familiar with EFT at all, that's cool. And you don't have to go through the whole EFT process. You don't even have to know what EFT is. Simply tapping, taking your fingers and tapping at the heart center while also saying your affirmations can be fantastic. So tapping at the heart center and doing the, I have the right to love and be loved. My favorite one to use is every morning I will say to myself, I fully love and accept myself completely just as I am right now in this moment. And that's fantastic. And like I said, some days there's resistance to that. Some days I'm like, fuck yeah, I love myself, all of me. Other practices you can do, playing with children or animals. They are so pure and still very in touch with that innocent, light, graceful, loving side of themselves. And that can be infectious when we're around it, very healing. Expressive arts and movement practices centered around the chest and arms and hands. These are other great practices as well. Some herbs and flower essences to consider. And I need to say this again, flower essences are not, not, not essential oils. I love essential oils. I use essential oils. They're beautiful. They are amazing. And they're not flower essences. I have, on, on episode two, we talked a lot about flower essences, gave a lot of information about the modality and how it can be incorporated into a whole healing, whole being healing process. And I've got tons of resources on my blog as well. And um, yeah, I still get people confused or are asking questions thinking that that they're the same thing and they're not so if you are still confused or are just now hearing about flower essences they're beautiful and they're not essential oils it's another tool from from mother earth that you can incorporate into your life so herbs the physical 
part of working with plant medicine. Herbs that can be used for the heart and, and cardiovascular issues, again, I've said this before, work with somebody knowledgeable and qualified and especially knowledgeable with your particular situation, your particular health needs, any medications or other supplements that you may be on before you just start popping herbs into your mouth. Herbs, for the most part, are you know very safe and have no contraindications, and sometimes there can be interactions with other things, or one might not be best suited for you given your particular and current physical needs. So with that said, hawthorn berry and juniper berry are very supportive with blood pressure and other cardiovascular issues. Bacopa and reishi mushroom have an affinity for the heart on more of an energetic level. They're still physical herbs. Um, well, reishi is a mushroom. Bacopa is an herb. But with that more energetic correspondence of the heart. So they really help in lowering stress, helping with stress management, eliciting feelings of clarity and ease and love and peace. Reishi is one of my favorite adaptogens. It's one of those kind of full body support herbs that really build resilience in the system and help to repair and restore after periods of stress, which I mean, for most of us, that's like a daily occurrence or, you know, most of our lives, especially in 2018 on planet Earth. It's kind of a, a fast-paced, stressful place to be. So incorporating some adaptogens can be very supportive. Flower essences for the heart. My favorite is rose. Absolutely. Hands down. Each color of rose has its own frequency and particular medicine because every human emotion and experience is very nuanced, right? Like we can say grief, we can say sadness, anger. Those are kind of umbrella things. And then each person, because of their own background, their own experience, has their own particular flavor of grief or sadness. And so the more clear and specific that we can get, the more of a focused flower essence that we can provide. So rose, all rose is amazing for love and healing the heart, yes. And each one has its own little subtle difference to really, really, really get in there and best soothe whatever is off in your system. So as a general kind of soother, my go-to is typically pink pink rose. Bleeding heart flower essence soothes a broken heart and is excellent for working with grief. So that's what I got Excellent for the heart. Well, thank you. So uh, just so everybody knows, we don't do rehearsals. I'm learning all of this as <laughs> we're going through the show. So I'm taking in as much information as you guys are. And uh, one of the things that you had mentioned was kundalini yoga. And that kind of thing has come up in my uh, spirituality studies. And I've heard teachers say that it's dangerous or to, you know, you might not be ready for that kind of thing. And and if that if a lot of that work is a way to access the heart chakra then it seems to me like it shouldn't matter what method you're using whether you're using kundalini yoga or something else to access that energetic center so what is it in there that is has people so afraid has people so afraid of kundalini yoga or their heart well, and their feelings the <laughs> right both the same thing it's all wrapped up together so yeah like would you is there a time when you might see that somebody is not ready for 
that kind of work the way those other teachers say some people might not be ready for kundalini yoga because what the way i see it is the heart is the bridge from the lower chakra to the upper chakra so does that mean that there's something on one side of that bridge that would be too much for someone to face at some point in their life or they need help when they face it what's the danger there i don't know if danger is the right word and i know you're not the first one to use it there's that's just kind of like the thing kundalini is dangerous don't unlock the kundalini it's right. dangerous it's like oh what? You know, like your head's gonna explode i know like i got this like this dangerous thing about me <laughs> and in my personal opinion and we might be getting a little off topic and it's like a Okay, so we're getting a little off topic. I feel like that's another way of perpetuating this broken status quo that we have right now where parts of you that are sad or hurting or wounded or traumatized are not as desirable as the parts of you that are pretty and put together and clear and societally acceptable. So doing things that are going to access those parts that actually need the healing is therefore also like shameful and dangerous. It's another form of oppression and emotional body neglect and bypassing, which is the thing that keeps us unwell and creates dis-ease in our lives. So by keeping this disconnection from pieces of ourselves, this disintegration that's just continuing this broken paradigm that doesn't appreciate holistic healing and holism and appreciating the fact that surface challenges, surface issues, physical body dis-ease and dysfunction is the result of unprocessed shit on the inside of us and ancestral trauma and our own traumas from this lifetime. And so by beginning to access those things and work with those things, you become a hell of a lot more powerful, a lot more clearer, and a lot more healthy and less reliant on the system, and you become your own healer. And it's not just when you when you tap into these things, it's not just because I heard you say it's, it's for healing the, and accessing the heart and the heart chakra. It's really for healing and accessing these these lower areas that hold on to the trauma that we experience as a human and the trauma that the humans who made us experienced before we were here. So it's all the stuff that we are carrying and that will start to manifest right in, in our bodies and in our lives like we've talked about. And the heart is meant to be in a healthy system, this integration point where spirit meets human and human meets spirit. And when we have these unprocessed things that that meeting like doesn't really happen so that bridge is there and it's like we don't know how to cross it we're scared of crossing it and so working with these traumas physically emotionally mentally and spiritually from like all angles helps us to create that bridge and feel comfortable crossing it so i think the danger comes from being scared of our own shadow being scared of our own perceived brokenness and i mean lots of things being feeling stuck feeling it subconsciously we're addicted to our own current paradigm even if it's super shitty and it's not serving us it's familiar it's safe right so seeing the truth seeing who you really are can be scary because then your ego has to die then all those stories that you've told yourself about yourself your whole life or have been told about you your whole life are all false all of a sudden and so thought you were has to go away right and so that's the thing i think that that people are scared of because that can be scary i can that can be some real scary shit have to 
you might have to reevaluate relationships. You might have to reevaluate your lifestyle, your habits. A lot of things can change when you find out who you really are. Absolutely. And the thing is, whether we want to admit it or not, we all have an inkling when we're kind of in this this challenge phase of our lives. We all have an inkling of like, there's something more. This isn't it. There is something more to me. There's something more to this life and what I am doing here. And I'm not talking about like, you know, this, this grandiose, my purpose, like, no, but your purpose certainly isn't to feel like shit and to, to feel all disconnected and bypassing certain parts of yourself because they feel scary or you've been shamed into not looking at them and all, you know, whatever else the case may be. That's not what your purpose is. Your purpose is to heal and feel and play and commune and serve and like get down on it, get down in it. You're in a human body to feel pain and to feel the suffering and challenges because your spirit self is like this perfect, you know, got its shit together. The human yeah. is is the 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 part that's kind of catching up and having the experience. Yeah, so integrating them is where the magic really happens. So it can be uncomfortable and it can be scary when you realize that the person that you thought you are your whole life is simply an illusion that has been maintained and fueled by the neurotic delusions that you have used to, to keep up that mask. And so peeling that mask away and seeing your true person that you've always had an inkling that you actually were can be scary. Because then you're like, holy shit, I am really powerful. <laughs> like, I I created that illusion of a person, the one who I allowed to wallow in the suffering and, and accept things that were unacceptable and, and participate in things that weren't actually me. I created that person. And now I get to destroy that and actually allow who I really am to come through. And that's really, that's really, in my opinion, what, what all of this this work is about, is peeling away those, those things, those symptoms, those surface layers, those challenges, and actually getting to the heart of the matter no pun intended and so the heart is is the integration i know we got super off topic um practices like breath work and kundalini yoga which is different than kundalini energy are ways to really access this they're i mean they're safe for most people sure there are certain physical conditions that you shouldn't pr participate in certain exercises and that's where again working with somebody or doing some good research before embarking upon any any practice really is just the responsible thing to do but being afraid of it is really you being afraid of your own truth yeah okay well thank you very much all right i mean yeah and just one more thing about that if you're kind of on you feel like you're on this great edge of discovery or transformation or unbecoming unraveling just stay with it and stay compassionate because you're carrying a long lineage of crap and also anything that has happened in your lifetime and it's like you're learning a whole new language even though it's your real first language we've all just been conditioned with what we think this is our first language like the things that we think are normal which really aren't so be compassionate as you're unlearning and unraveling and know that yeah it's at times it can feel scary and if you show up with compassion and love it's going to unfold as it should in a slow sustainable process i think the danger comes when we try to force things this is not really like a band-aid rip-off time this is a time of of submersion and sustainability and compassion and slowness and patience because i mean if the person that i was or i thought i was 10 years ago were to meet 
me today oh man she just said that's cute <laughs> and that's actually who i've always thought i am but that's not for me that was always my go-to story that's not for me not in this lifetime that's not for me i don't get to be that i am over here and that's for other people and yeah i just i i would love if if devin 10 15 years ago could meet devin now <laughs> yeah uh, she'd have been like what's wrong with you where's your cigarette why aren't you drinking why aren't you Mm-hmm. You lost weight. I didn't think that was possible for you. <laughs> We're not having fast food for lunch and dinner and maybe even breakfast. Mm. What's wrong with you? So anyway, shall we move on to the Flex. throat? The throat chakra. Mm. So when we feel safe in our skin, this is kind of, we're recapping going through the chakras. When we feel safe in our skin, so that's root, are in touch with our creativity and receptivity, sacral, recognize our sovereignty and our personal power, solar plexus, and are able to discern and integrate through the heart, we're inevitably able to fully express ourselves. This is the throat. Physically, imbalances in the throat chakra may manifest as thyroid challenges, voice issues, jaw and mouth challenges, teeth grinding, and tension headaches. And I see this so much in my female clients in particular. When there's a resistance to express, when we knowingly stifle our truths or hold back, we are literally swallowing toxicity. Just think about that. Let that imagery sit with you for a moment. When you resist expressing and when you knowingly stifle or hold back your truth, you're like just literally poisoning yourself. You're just like swallowing toxicity. It's like, I don't know why this just came to me. I'll go with it. It's like peeing in a bathtub, all right? It's like you're just going to sit there swallow in your in own your throat. urine <laughs> like just pee before you get in express yourself and just let it all flow as it should expression is a way of detoxing ourselves especially on the mental body level and detoxing is a multi a multi-body process this should be a whole other show in and of itself. Right. I get such... Well, maybe we can revisit these because there's been a few of those throughout the Chakra series where each one could take up its own show. Oh, totally. So, I mean, we'll be doing this for a while, so we got plenty of time. <laughs> Yay! So, but real quick, the detoxing thing, it should be a, a multi-body, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual endeavor. So we're not just like drinking green juice and sitting in a sauna. We're also addressing emotional, mental, and spiritual. So a way to detox the mental body, which is going to greatly impact the physical body. Like you want to really heal the physical body, pay attention to emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies. And expression is like detox supreme for the mental body. And poor expression of self withholding one's true fear of speaking or talking too much without listening. Gossiping and interrupting others frequently can suggest an imbalanced throat chakra as well. And some questions to sit with. How well can you express yourself? Is it easier with certain people or in certain situations? Do you listen and speak when necessary? Because we can certainly overspeak and we can certainly underspeak. And that's, we, we've talked about how chakras can manifest as deficient or overactive. And those are some things that the, th the throat chakra can manifest as well. So underspeaking or overspeaking. So yeah, how, how well can you express yourself? And that piece of, is it easier with certain people or in certain situations is, is really important to pay attention to as well because if it's easier in certain situations and then harder in others what is it about the, the situations that makes it feel harder and that's a cue that there's something unresolved earlier in life the safety piece going back to the root everything goes back to the root <laughs> that needs to be looked at 
So these are just little clues and cues that you can do some more self-investigation. Affirmations for the throat. I speak my truth. I am heard. My voice is necessary. I express myself with clear intentions. And some healing practices. Singing. Singing. It doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to be Etta James, all right? Or Christina Aguilera. You just sing. It's so healing for the throat. Singing and chanting. It's really powerful for you to hear your own voice, especially if you are one that tends towards underexpression. Get to know and love the sound of your own voice. And the vibrations from singing and chanting, if you're dealing with any type of thyroid issue, can be very healing for the, the thyroid as well. Screaming. Primal screaming. So screaming, you can scream into a pillow if you live with others or in a more residential area where, you know, you scream, someone next door might think you're being murdered and call the cops. Like they, you know, you don't want to have them show up and be like, no, I'm sorry. I was just, right. I was clearing my throat chakra. Everything or, is fine. Or inside your car. The car is a nice little glass bubble. It is. The problem with that, I have screamed in my car. It is a glass bubble and it's, it's just like, it like blow your eardrums out in the process. <laughs> right. So what I have done is like rolled the windows down. And for the last six years, I've been very fortunate to live in a very rural environment. And so I just like would drive down some country roads where no one could hear me anyway right. and just scream. And as we found out, because we recently moved in December to an even more remote location, and we were hiking through our land, and a spider landed on me. And I love all of Mama Guy's creatures. However, spiders are a little little frightening. And when it when it landed on me, when I discovered it, I like gave a blood curdling scream. And it was it a big was, spider. It was it, a big spider, it was by a the huge way. Spider. Thank so you. The way you're telling the story, it sounded like a <laughs> tiny little spider landed on your shoulder. No, it was huge. Thank you. And yeah, I let out this blood blood-curdling scream and I, I was like I don't know whether I should feel relieved that no one heard me because I can just scream whenever I want to or if I should you know be a little concerned because it's like I screamed right. for my life and no one heard me so the spider was not hurt by the way I brushed it off yes the spider was fine no spiders were harmed in the production of this podcast and Devin was fine too geez okay so Singing, screaming, chanting, automatic writing, fantastic practice. That's also, we're going to, so our next episode is the final of the chakra series where we'll get into chakra six and seven and strengthening the intuition in the third eye. Automatic writing fits in with intuition strengthening as well. However, it's also really great for tapping into what is in you that desires to be expressed. So automatic writing, it's best done like old fashioned way, not typing with a pen or a pencil and paper and just kind of allowing yourself to zone out and just write out. You can ask yourself a question before you begin. And it can be something, I mean, the more specific, the better, sure. And if you're feeling a little stuck and expressively constipated, simply asking yourself what, what longs to come through right now, what needs to be expressed and just see what happens. Just let it go. And if you do this, share, that would be an amazing prompt. I'm going to share this in the, uh, the group. So come by the group and, and share whatever came through for you. Inversions, again, if you have an existing yoga practice and you feel safe and strong enough to do some inversions, they're also very healing for the, the throat chakra. Shoulder stand is a phenomenal one. And even just engaging in legs up the wall, that's a, a very safe go-to for everyone, even if you've never practiced yoga, legs up the wall pose. You can Google legs up the wall or shoulder stand. They're very common, very common practices, uh, very common poses rather. 
And lastly, heavy falling out breaths. So these are some of my favorite too, and they're a little, a little less offensive to anyone you may live with than screaming. So a falling out breath. Take a big inhale. And even more so, just really let it out, get your whole body involved. So those are some amazing practices. I use these very regularly. I probably use at least one of those daily. Herbs and flower essences. Nourish the throat and the voice with things like honey and ginger and peppermint. So good for the throat. And there are tons of things for the, for the thyroid specifically. I know nowadays for a variety of reasons, there are so many women especially dealing with thyroid issues. And I'm not going to get into that on this show that's actually coming up in I have one scheduled I believe it will be coming out in August for the thyroid specifically there's also going to be one for the adrenal glands so stay tuned for that if that's something that you're dealing with and again pop into the group and ask any questions if you're having any physical issues that relate with any of the the things that we've mentioned in this series so lastly flower essences snapdragon and lobelia are wonderful for supporting being more expressive more vocal and I'm I'm really focusing on the things to support expression simply because in my own personal experience with myself and with clients that tends to be what i see more than somebody being over expressive so that's what i got okay well thank you i guess the throat shocker was pretty straightforward i don't have any questions on it but i think there's a lot more we could get into on the heart chakra and i think we should definitely dedicate an episode to some of those things later on absolutely i mean there's just so much here <laughs> and every single point for each of the chakras could be a, a whole thing in and of itself. So ideally, I'd love for people to provide questions or feedback and, and kind of help to steer the direction and what things that they'd really love to hear based on whatever they're dealing with in their lives. Um, yeah, because I'm here to, to serve and share. I need to do that mental body detox. I got all this stuff in my head and I need to share it. Right. So we're here for you. All right. so. I think that's all the time we have today. All right. If you loved the show and if you listened to us this far, you do. So right. please subscribe to it. Leave us a review on iTunes. Help the, the ranking. Share the wisdom with a friend and visit www.innerspark.life to learn more. We'd love to hear your thoughts or questions about today's show. So please deepen the conversation with us on social media at InnerSparkLife on Instagram and Facebook. Join the Facebook group and catch us next time for the final part of our chakra series where we'll go over the third eye and crown chakras. So much love to you until then, be well.